Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 8, titled The Equation. Yet another excellent, excellent episode that has... A ridiculous amount of stuff packed in there. This episode is dense. You have you have several pretty radical concepts all front and center in this relatively self-contained narrative. You got this massive character arc from Walter Bishop uh, confronting his past in St. Clair's. You got a pretty uh, nice little progression of the storyline we started in the last episode with Agent Loeb. Like, it, it, it's a lot, man. There, there's a lot happening in this episode. Also, Gillian Jacobs is there. Bet you forgot that Gillian Jacobs was in this episode. Get you, bet you forgot that Gillian Jacobs was in Fringe. And you know how I know you forgot? Because I forgot. I didn't remember Gillian Jacobs was in this either until I saw her show up and was like is that Gillian Jacobs and then I saw her name in the credits and I was like yeah that is Gillian Jacobs so yeah a lot going on in this episode <laughs> well it's we got a lot to sort of unpack here so basically the hook of this episode is that there is a little boy who has been taken from his father by a woman who lured him to the side of the road by saying, I have car troubles! I have car troubles! Ah, uh, help me! I can't, I can't do car! And then, like, when the dude opens up the hood, he got hypnotized by the green, 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 red lights. Green, 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 red, green, 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 red, green, 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 red. Like, that hypnotizing light deal. Which, by the way, the green, 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 red is symbolism that shows up a lot in Fringe, very subtly. Uh, if you notice from a few episodes back, The Arrival, uh, Michael Kelly's character had, like, green, 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 red dots on his hat. Uh, so, they sneak in some green, 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 red quite a bit in, in Fringe. Like, there's some... Little visual quirks in there with the green, 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 red. Uh, but apparently those colors literally hypnotize you. And he comes out of his trance and to realize that his son is completely gone. To realize that his son is missing. And apparently this is similar to something that's been happening a lot over the last ten years. Uh, the same woman... Has kidnapped people using the same technique. And they've all been experts in their field. And have all been obsessed with this one equation we figure out. Uh, We find out they're all obsessed with this one equation that they're trying to work out. They're trying to get to the bottom two. And they never can, they never can, they never can. And 
basically, they disappear for a bit, then they show back up, having gone completely insane. And no one can figure out who this woman is, what she's doing, why she's taking these people, until, of course, we find out about the equation. And this boy fits into that pattern because he's a musician who is composing his own piece of music. Now, math and music, and this is actually true, are, like, pretty related. Are pretty... Are pretty akin to one another. Numbers in music are, like, a big, big deal. So basically, what this kid was creating, this music this kid was creating was the musical equivalent of this equation. Was the musical equivalent of this equation that he was trying, that, that all of these people have been trying to work out. That all these people that Gillian Jacobs kidnapped were trying to work out. So we're trying to figure out where this kid is, where this kid is, where Gillian Jacobs might have taken him. And we eventually find out that... So, Walter had been talking throughout this entire episode about, like, yeah, I heard about these lights somewhere before, but I can't remember where. He eventually was able to work it out in his head that he heard it from a fellow inmate in St. Clair's, who was also obsessed with this same equation, who was also obsessed with this same, with working out this same equation and couldn't quite get it. Uh, He was kidnapped in a very similar way, came back, murdered his wife, and then got institutionalized because of course he was. And so now we have to talk to this guy, but... The guy running the place, the guy running the asylum, will not let him, will not let Olivia talk to him. Will not allow Olivia to speak with this dude because seeing a new face would be harmful to his mental health. And this dude's like, you know, you checked out another one of my patients a few months ago. Who I'm very mad is no longer in this asylum and I think should absolutely be reinstitutionalized. And he's a familiar face, so I think Walter, if Walter showed up and talked to him, maybe it would work out. Maybe everything would be okay. By the way, I have a theory that this dude absolutely went into this, like, absolutely proposed this plan thinking, something will go wrong and I'll have an excuse to get Walter back. (laughs) I absolutely believe that. They never flat out say it, but it is something I genuinely think is the case with this character. But of course, there's this big argument between Olivia and Peter. Like, Peter really does not want Walter to go back, does not want Walter to go back, does not want Walter to go back. And then Walter eventually is like, look, I'd rather not, but... A little boy's life is in danger. I'm going to do whatever it takes to bring him back. So he very bravely ventures back into the asylum. Very bravely ventures back into St. Clair. 
uh, goes into the wreck area, talks to this Dr. Kim, and completely fails to get any information out of him. He talks about the equation, he talks about the woman, he talks about the light, and Kim's like, no, it didn't happen, it was a dream, I don't do math anymore! And basically a full-blown riot gets started as a result of Walter constantly pressing this dude. And eventually, when Walter refuses to back off, he gets sedated and re-imprisoned. Again, I am 100% certain that this guy planned for that to happen. They never say that he specifically did. But I'm completely certain that that was the case, and nothing you say could ever tell me otherwise. So this guy has now reinstitutionalized Walter. And now Peter and Olivia are now working to get him out of there. Working to get him out of there. Working to get him out of there. They're clashing with this dude. Like, this dude's, like, straight up obstructing a a federal investigation. So they're trying to get him out, trying to get him out, trying to get him out. They get a court order eventually. Meanwhile, Walter is just in absolute hell, is just in absolute misery having been put back in this institution that literally, by the way, I will remind you, they have heavily implied that St. Clair's just straight up tortured Walter. They have heavily implied up until this point that Walter has been very much mistreated in this mental institution, and that the mental institution is the reason for him being insane and losing his grip on reality, not the other way around. They have implied this very, 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 very heavily over the past several episodes. Over the course of this series. So, this is probably the worst place for Walter to be. And Olivia and Peter very much know it. Peter eventually marches back in with the court order. And the guy who runs the asylum, who desperately wants to find an excuse to keep Walter back there, is like, How'd you pull off this Department of Homeland Security credentials? I looked into you, a bunch of failed businesses, a bunch of shady dealings. You're just a crook and not a fit guardian for Walter. I will sue the state to get him back into my custody. And Peter just flat out says, hey, you know, I saw Walter change the second he went into the asylum. He was afraid. He was terrified. Specifically of you. And, uh, you might know what Walter's capable of, but you don't know what I'm capable of. Basically just flat out saying, if you try to take Walter from me, I will come for you. And then they get Walter out, having had a second conversation with Kim, where we find out a couple things. We find out that basically what this woman did to him, what Gillian Jacobs did to him, was they basically had him in, like, a device that made him see things, that basically had him in this simulated reality where he was forced to finish the equation, finish the equation, 
And he was promised the things he always wanted. He was promised the things that he always desired. But if he couldn't finish the equation, they were taken away. They were taken away. They were taken away. Uh, He was forced to watch people he loved die right in front of him. Which is very much similar to what this kid is going through. In fact, up until this point, we had just seen Gillian Jacobs saying, Hey, I think the kid's name is Ben. Ben? So, why don't you finish the song so you can be with your mother again? And... The kid's finishing the song and reunites with his mother, and we're like, wait a minute, how the hell is his mother back? How is that even possible? And we see, as the kid's like, I can't finish it, I can't finish it, the mother just starts, like, disintegrating in front of his eyes, like, just, there's that blood on the piano and those wounds opening up, and it's, like, really, really unsettling, it, like, really gets under your skin. And this is the moment where we find out, oh, it's like, it's a device that's just, like, putting him in this simulated reality. None of what's happening to him is real. Uh, They're just trying to literally extract the end of the song, or the end of the equation, rather, from his brain. But we're still not sure where he is. We keep trying to get the exact location out of Kim, but he keeps saying, like, I was in a dungeon in a red castle. I was in a dungeon in a red castle, which is not helpful at all. This is when Peter is able to get Walter out, and they're able to get the hell out of there as far away from St. Clair's as humanly possible, with Walter beating himself up that none of that was worth anything. Now, while Walter was in the prison, uh, while Walter was in the asylum, Olivia and Peter were fairly busy. Uh, They were doing very, like, they were trying to track the kid down, trying to track Gillian Jacobs down. Uh, They were trying to work out aliases, and Peter's like, hey, listen, when doing aliases, the easiest lie is something that's close to the truth. Like, when I was doing this stuff, I would create aliases that were close to my original name. So, with my last name, Bishop, I'd do Peter Knight, Peter King. And Peter basically just does derivatives of this woman's last name is Osler, uh, which is, like, Middle English for innkeeper. And, like, doing derivatives of hotels... Uh, so is able to pull up the last name Ritz, and, uh, this, uh, Joanne Ritz has a P.O. box in this one town, and this flags for Peter because it's just like, yeah, uh, criminals don't like to, don't like people to know where they live, so we descend on this one town, and literally as Peter's reporting to Olivia that, like, yeah, uh, we got nothing, we got nothing, Kim just babbled about... Red ca- dungeon in a red castle, dungeon in a red castle. And Olivia's like, well, okay, we'll keep searching here. And then she looks at a building that is very red and has, like, a little spire on it that seems a little bit castle-like. So she descends on this building with Charlie Francis, and this ends up being it. And they raid this facility. They raid 
uh, this underground holding facility. Uh, she's able to find the boy. Gets in a big fight with Gillian Jacobs. And eventually Gillian, Gillian Jacobs gets away by doing the green, 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 red, green, 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 red, green, 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 red, green, 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 red. Uh, just to cover up her escape. So she's gone. She's in the wind. But we got the boy back. He's reunited with his family. He's okay. As far as we know, he's not insane. Yet. Uh, everything's good. Everything's great. But Gillian Jacobs still in the wind. And we get this amazing final scene with her. Where she takes the now completed equation. The kid was able to finish it. She takes the now completed equation to Loeb. Who uses the equation, pumps it into a machine, and basically this machine makes it so that he can reach through the wall of a safe and pull an apple out of it. Like a successful test of just... Phasing through walls. And then Loeb's like, okay, your job's done. And then murders Gillian Jacobs in front of our eyes. No! (laughs) Gillian Jacobs, why? Such an underrated actor. No! She, the material she got isn't nearly as good as it should be. <laughs> she's got, she's got a couple of great TV shows she starred in, but other than that, like she's, she's nowhere near the superstar that she should be. She's kind of on the B list. Ah, why? But yeah, Loeb can go through walls now. We'll see what he uses that for. Oh boy, the things that the things that set up, sets up. I'm holding my tongue right now. I really, really am. I. It goes a direction. It goes for sure in a direction. I will just say that. Anyway, if you like this. Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 9. Talk to you then.